0: So, this morning's Bible verse is from Matthew 18, verses 21 to 35. It should be. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is... and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your heart.
1: Thanks, Anna. Good morning, everybody. Great to be uh, with you this morning. Um, and uh, like we heard from Joe before, Tim's away for a couple of weeks. They're off to New Zealand. So uh, so we won't hear from Tim for a couple of weeks, me today and I think Sam next week. So um, yes, yeah, so it's great to be able to be up here. Normally I'd be out in kids church probably. So it's fun when I get the chance to come in and, and, um, and share uh, in big church with you guys. So this morning, uh, we're carrying on with our uh, journey through the book of Matthew, and um, Anna just read out our passage for us this morning from Matthew uh, 18, Um, and we're looking just pretty heavily at this topic of forgiveness today. Um, And so I thought I would just start with a bit of a a story to frame where we're going uh, this morning. And I have to apologize in advance to the screen at the back is broken, so I'm going to have to be like looking around um, at, at this a few times this morning, but anyway, I'm sure you'll bear with me. So um, on, on June uh, 17, 2015, uh, at Emmanuel, uh, Mother Emmanuel Methodist Church in Charleston, Carolina, uh, North, South Carolina, uh, it was their, their Wednesday night Bible study group. Uh, one evening. This church is one of the largest and oldest African-American congregations in America. And uh, it was their Wednesday night Bible study group when a young man who they hadn't met before joined the group for the first time. And as they they welcomed him in amongst them and they had their Bible study and as they closed in prayer at the end of the night, this man pulled out a gun and shot and killed nine of the people there. Uh, The man uh, went on the run and then was arrested the next day. And during his trial, uh, some of the people from the church and some of the families of the victims from the people who had been killed at the church had the opportunity to speak to the to the gunman. And this is some of what they said to him: "You've hurt me. You've hurt a lot of people. I'm so angry. Every fiber of my body hurts." But we are a family that love built and have no room for hate. So we forgive. God forgives you, so I will forgive you. May God have mercy on you. So this story got a lot of attention uh, at the time obviously, because, you know, the tragedy um, of the event, but also because of the, uh, the reaction of the church community following the event and following somebody doing so hateful and so deliberately harmful to them, and, and they forgave the man. Um, the church was criticized, actually, for their response uh, in this way. People just simply could not understand this kind of forgiving response. Surely, a justified response would be hate and, and even revenge for something so awful and so terrible, I admit that when I first heard this story, I couldn't really comprehend um, their response. I thought, if I was really in that situation, how would I feel, and ha- how would I respond? Could I have responded like that? Uh, and honestly, I uh, I don't I don't know. Um, and perhaps this story elicits lots of different responses and feelings in us this morning, and really, that's that's why I share it. Um, is to highlight, I think, the complexity of such a topic as forgiveness. Um, it's a tough one because often forgiveness is attached or talking about forgiveness, it means that it is attached to pain. Something that we've all uh, felt at different times is the pain of being hurt by another. We've all been hurt by someone. We've all been the cause of hurt in somebody else as well. And therefore, I'm fully aware that as we come to this passage and this topic today, that that forgiveness isn't just some distant and far away, you know, theological concept, and and this principle that we're going to discuss and theorize and then we'll move along. Um, No, actually, to consider this this morning and to consider what it means to forgive someone is to consider that we have been caused pain, that our trust has been broken, perhaps relationship has been broken. So, and to talk about forgiveness may mean to consider and to remember that pain. I know for me, personally, I can't say I was stoked when I saw that this was the the topic that I was going to be preaching on today, uh, because this is very real for me as well. So, I thought um, I would just really just want to acknowledge that this morning at the outset. Um, We'll talk a little bit later, we'll get practical a little bit later, talk about how forgiveness does not mean that the hurt just disappears. Um... So I just wanted to to put that out there at the outset and just create some space for each of us to be in different places in this journey of forgiveness and that that is okay. So the passage that we are looking at is appropriately called, uh, in my Bible it was called the challenge of forgiveness, that was the title um, of this passage and I think that that is appropriate because this is a challenging uh, topic and and, and forgiveness can be a complex issue. So my hope this morning is that we might unpack this passage a little bit and draw out a few helpful and hopefully applicable points around this topic of forgiveness, uh, while also um, acknowledging the anxiety that sometimes this brings up. And uh, and ultimately, I hope that we might find some, some really great encouragement from the words of Jesus here today. So first of all, um, I think it's helpful to remember the broader context here. You might remember that last week Tim spoke on the section right before this passage um, on the topic of conflict and confrontation. Um, So we're really tackling the easy things here at Rivers at the moment. Uh, But this passage, it follows uh, right on from that section that Tim spoke about. And really the whole thing is painting this picture. Jesus paints this picture of, of a new way of doing community. Um, that the way of Jesus and the way of doing community in the way of Jesus is actually usually quite different to what comes naturally to us as humans. And that we, that we who are living as a community of people following Jesus will function quite differently. Um, so, for example, uh, for example, we see that in the way of Jesus, in order to become great, you actually must be humbled, become like a child, like a servant even. Jesus talks about this. In the way of Jesus, rather than, like we talked about last week, hiding from conflict and confrontation, we lovingly lean into it. Um, So this is a new pattern for community that Jesus is establishing here, a picture that he is painting of a community in, in the way of Jesus. And so here in verse 21... We have this really profound word on this topic of forgiveness, this concept that is um, actually probably profoundly different than what what comes naturally to most of us, uh, to most people. But the point is that in the way of Jesus, we often do things differently. So verse 21, which is where we started, it starts with this, uh, this question from Peter question from Peter about how many times should you forgive your brother? How many times should you forgive somebody when they sin against you? And Peter, actually this is quite a loaded question and and Peter, he thinks he's pretty good when he asks this question. He gives himself a pat on the back and he thinks, I'm I'm pretty holy that I'm even asking this question because it was generally understood um, according to the law that the amount of times you should forgive somebody is three times. That is how many times? Three times and no more. So when Peter says, maybe we should forgive them seven times, he thinks, wow, <laughs> I'm, pretty, uh, I'm pretty holy, aren't I? Um, but of course, as Jesus often does, he brings a totally new take on this subject. Um, and he, he often does that. He'll take some custom, some tradition, and he'll turn it on its head. And that's often you've probably heard the kingdom of God referred to as the upside down kingdom because things work differently here. The first come last here, and et cetera, et cetera. So Jesus responds to Peter with something entirely new. But actually, it's not that new. Um, Jesus, in his response, um, he's actually referencing something quite old, a very old story. There's a story that happens all the way back in Genesis 4. Um, It's the story of Lamech, um, who is uh, one of Cain's, descendants. Cain was the brother who killed Abel. Um, And so in this story, Lamech, he boldly proclaims that if anyone should come against him, he's going to seek revenge not seven times, but 77 times. So when Jesus references this idea of not seven times, but 77 times, or in some translations, it's 70 times, uh, seven times, he's not giving a literal instruction like no it's not seven times it's, it's 77 times and so you know if you've forgiven 75 times and you've only got two left that's not the point of any of it at all the, the point is not numbers um the point is to take this idea of revenge that lamech you know talks about and vengeance which is a very human response even a natural response uh to being wronged and jesus as he does turns it on its head So where Lamech says, I will seek vengeance 77 times, I'll never stop seeking vengeance, the way of Jesus is to do the exact opposite and to offer forgiveness 77 times, that actually there be no limit to mercy. So it's not about about numbers, it's not about tit-for-tat or balancing the scales perfectly when it comes to wrongdoing and forgiveness. The point is that in Jesus' community, there is a new pattern for how we conduct ourselves, and it is soaked in mercy and compassion. In fact, there should be no limit. There should be no limit to the mercy and compassion found in the way of Jesus. And then Jesus uses this parable to illustrate what he's talking about. Uh, So in this story, there is a servant who owes the king um, 10,000, Ten thousand bags of gold, or in my translation, it said talents. Ten thousand talents, and one talent is twenty years of average wage. And there's uh, and ten of those, <laughs> ten thousand talents. So the point is, like, just a ridiculous amount of money <laughs> is how much he owns—millions and billions of dollars. Like, totally not paybackable. Um, his debt is just out of this world, and the custom for repaying such a debt if you can't repay it, is that you would be, do, be locked up, due time locked up, or be sold into slavery, um, which is what, uh, which is, what he, is threatened to happen to him. But the servant uh, begs for mercy. He falls on his knees. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. And the master takes pity on the man. The word here that's used for pity is the same word that is used when Jesus has compassion on people. You know, when we see when Jesus has compassion on the crowds, it's that really strong word that moved to the bowels with compassion. Um, so, it, the fact that that word is used here is kind of a hint to what this story is really about. That the master is moved with great compassion for the man with this out of this world ridiculous debt that he has, and then it is forgiven and it is cancelled. And then we see this very same servant then proceed to have zero compassion and zero mercy um, on, on, the, on the, the man who comes to him um, with his debt. Um, he reaches out, in fact, and he chokes the man, and he demands to be paid back what he is owed. And the debt that is owed him is absolutely tiny in comparison to what he had owed. Um, And so this man, he has the exact same response. He literally says the exact same words. He falls to his knees and begs, be patient with me and I will pay back everything. But he refuses uh, and the man is is thrown in prison. So this whole story um, is to illustrate a point that God takes mercy and forgiveness very, very, very seriously. In fact, compassion and mercy are the hallmarks of the way of Jesus. Compassion and mercy are hallmarks of the way of Jesus. And this is because God has shown us the greatest mercy. We are the, the first man in that story. That's us. And therefore, we must also show great mercy and compassion. This is how the way of Jesus differs from the way of Lamech um, and from the way of the world and from what maybe comes naturally, what might be expected, warranted even, to seek revenge, to hate, to, to grow in bitterness and, and, and kind of let it simmer away. Instead, we show compassion and we offer mercy as has been shown to us. This is a theme that we see in Scripture numerous times in in the Lord's prayer, um, forgive us our debts, forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. So Jesus draws this clear link between the mercy and compassion that God has shown us, and the mercy and compassion that we therefore are to show others. In Luke 6, 36, and, and this really kind of summarizes the whole thing this morning, Jesus says, be merciful as your Father is merciful. This is a defining feature of who we are as Jesus' followers. Merciful and compassionate, just as God is merciful and compassionate. Community in the way of Jesus functions differently in that we don't avoid confrontation and conflict. Like we heard last week, we we lovingly lean in. And rather than seeking vengeance for the wrongs done to us and seeking to get even, we show mercy and compassion. We are to be people who are merciful and compassionate, just as our God is merciful and compassionate. So we can see that forgiveness is a really key feature of this new pattern of community that Jesus establishes and and, and how we are supposed to relate to one another. But we also know, as I mentioned at the start of this message, is that forgiveness is something that is often much easier said than done it's not something we can just tick off a list like it's another item on the to-do list like I need to today I need to buy some bread today I need to mow the lawn today I need to forgive this grievous wrong that was committed against me and then I will do the washing Uh, forgiveness is often like not a simple or easy process and to treat it like it is is actually not to give it the weight that it it deserves um, and it actually fails to give the pain behind that forgiveness forgiveness the weight that it deserves. So I guess my encouragement this morning is: let's not treat this idea of forgiveness as just a walk in the park. Um, often these passages of about forgiveness, I think I think we can misunderstand, or, or um, have even seen them maybe misused. You know, used to manipulate, uh, maybe make light of pain that has been caused, uh, maybe even excuse behaviour that should never be excused. And that's not what these passages are for. So perhaps this morning I thought what might be helpful is just to take a deeper and like a, just a practical look at what this what forgiveness is, this idea of forgiveness um, as we as we consider what it is to be people who forgive, people who show mercy and compassion as God has shown us. Um, so to just be really practical, as I was uh, preparing this last couple weeks, I came across a book by a guy called Lewis Smeads. Um, that came really highly recommended. It's called The Art of Forgiveness. And um, I found it really helpful, just for me personally, but also as preparing this message. And and I've drawn a bit from his book this morning, just on the really practical idea, really practical ideas about forgiveness. And um, I thought before we dive into what forgiveness is and what forgiveness can look like for us in our lives, what might be helpful is to look at what forgiveness isn't, what God isn't necessarily asking us to do, when we talk about this idea of forgiveness, um, which I think we can often confuse with some of these things. So, what forgiveness isn't? Forgiveness isn't forgetting or pretending that something didn't happen. Um, it's really important to acknowledge pain, um, it's really important part of the forgiveness process, in fact, to acknowledge what happened. And the damage that that might have caused, it's to be realistic about what has happened. And Smeed said that forgiving is not a way to avoid pain, but to heal pain. So we can't pretend that that's not real, but rather take a journey of healing from the pain. Forgiveness isn't giving up on justice, um, there should be consequences for bad behavior. And obviously, different circumstances can differ on what that actually means or look like, looks like. We know that God is a God of justice, and we actually we see that in this passage that we've been looking at. Um, but justice is a different thing um, to hate and to resentment and to revenge. And those are the things that, that forgiveness deal with. Forgiveness does not mean that there is no justice. Both are really important. Forgiveness isn't excusing or tolerating hurtful behavior. Forgiveness doesn't mean allowing the the hurtful behavior to continue. Wisdom and discernment, you know, is required in how to proceed with a relationship um, sometimes, many times. Sometimes boundaries are still needed. Sometimes the the, the nature of the relationship needs to change. That doesn't mean that there's not forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't reunion or restoration of what was. Sometimes it leads there, but sometimes it doesn't. Forgiveness doesn't equal reunion or restoration necessarily. Sometimes wisdom tells us that it just simply cannot go back to the way that it was before, even though you may have forgiven the person. Forgiveness is a, is a personal journey. It's something that we do um, inside the person who has been hurt. It is a one-person journey. Whereas reunion and restoration, it, it's different in that it takes both people to go on that journey. And sometimes that's just not possible. Especially if the one who has caused the hurt isn't sorry or isn't prepared to change their hurtful or destructive behaviour. In that case, sometimes there simply cannot be restoration to the way things were before, and in some cases, actually, that would be unwise. Smead says, Forgivers are not doormats. To forgive a person is not a signal that we are willing to put up with what they do. There's a difference there. Forgiveness isn't burying anger or sadness. Forgiving someone doesn't mean that we can't feel angry or sad. The opposite of forgiveness is hate and resentment, not anger. Anger is allowed sometimes and is often justified. Feelings are allowed and it's important to give weight to that. And it's what we do with that that matters the most. Forgiveness isn't abandoning wisdom which I think sums up all of that that we've just said. Forgiveness and wisdom obviously walk hand in hand in how to proceed. Okay. So now that we've got what forgiveness isn't, let's look at what forgiveness is. What do we do when we forgive? Forgiveness is an inward healing process. Forgiveness happens inside the person who has been wronged. It is an inner personal journey of healing open wounds and dealing with the resentment and choosing not to hate. Forgiveness is remembering that we have been forgiven, that we have been shown great compassion and mercy, that we are the first man in that story, that we have been shown great compassion and mercy and therefore we are called to show great compassion and mercy. Forgiveness is... Rediscovering their humanity. Rediscovering the humanity of the person who has wronged us. It's remembering that they are imperfect, that they are a broken person, maybe a little bit like me. Learning to see them, it's about learning to see them as more than just the thing that they did wrong, but as a complex human being with their own pain, with their own wounds, and perhaps these things have contributed. To what they have done. This, of course, is not to excuse, we don't excuse it, but to start to understand them as more than what they did. It's to rediscover their humanity. Forgiveness is surrendering the right to get even, it's giving up on that, that instinct of revenge, you know, that Lamech talked about, that—it's re- remembering and understanding that revenge actually never solves the problem. Nobody ever really gets even. Forgiveness actually is letting go of the need to see them suffer for what they did. Forgiveness is uh, revising our feelings towards this person or people over time as well when we rediscover their humanity, that they are a human, a broken human being who is still loved by God, we open the door to compassion for this person. When we surrender our own need to get even with them, over time our feelings can move from resentment towards the person to something more neutral perhaps. Again, um, like we talked about before, this doesn't necessarily mean restoration of what was, But in time, compassion grows and resentment shrinks. uh, Forgiveness is a journey. It takes time. Um, The deeper the wound, the longer the journey. Uh, The encouragement I took this week is be patient. We have to have compassion with ourselves as well. It's not something we we should force, but it's also not something we should just hold off on for, forever because resentment is something that will actually do you more harm than good, um, do you more harm than them. Forgiveness is ultimately a turn away from bitterness toward and hate towards hope. Hope um, that we don't need to be held captive by the wrongs of others or even the wrongs of ourselves. That our future is not defined by what happened in our past. I love this this quote, that when we forgive, we set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner we set free is us. So to to wrap up all of this this morning, I thought I would revisit... um, the words of the people from that that church we talked about earlier, that Emmanuel Church in America, as they spoke to that man um, who shot people in their church. They said to him, you've hurt me, you've hurt a lot of people. I'm so angry, every fiber of my body hurts. But we are a family that love built, And have no room for hate. So we forgive. God forgives you, so I will forgive you. May God have mercy on you. Uh, First of all, what what an act of mercy this is! These people, a church who who know Jesus and follow Jesus, have been hurt in the most one of the most atrocious ways possible, and yet show mercy in this way. I I think this is truly an act of grace and truly an act of God, really, because I don't know that there's another way to explain that. But I want to catch as well, I want to notice in their words that, that they don't excuse what has been done. They don't pretend that it doesn't hurt. And they do seek justice for what has happened. And this man was dealt with very harshly by the justice system. But they choose not to hate Because as they say, theirs is a family that exists because of love. God forgives you, so I will forgive you, they say. The way of Jesus is to show compassion and mercy. To forgive as we have been forgiven. Be merciful as your Father is merciful, Jesus says. Forgiveness is an exercise of mercy and compassion and also of wisdom. And it's important to remember that as we seek to practice forgiveness in our own lives. Final quote from, from Lewis Smead's, When we forgive, we walk in stride with the forgiving God. So in a moment, we're going to uh, uh, sing another song and, and finish our service that way. Um, And then there will also be an opportunity after that um, just if if this has kind of raised something or you'd like to talk or pray through something, a few of us will be up here and available to do that as well. The other thing I wanted to mention too, only because it was so helpful for me, that if this is something you want to explore further, um, if forgiveness can be a challenge, I would really recommend uh, this book um, if that is something that you want to. It's it's really just a grace-filled book and I recommend that you as well. All right, let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your mercy and compassion that is shown to us. God, we know that that when Jesus told that story, um, that we're supposed to catch that where that first servant that our debt has been uh, forgiven and wiped clean, that there was no way that we could have repaid it. Um, and the mercy and compassion you have shown us is so great. We know, God, too, that you call us, therefore, to be people of mercy and compassion and to be people of forgiveness, where maybe our, um, our human instinct is to, to hold on and, and, um, and grow in hate and grow in bitterness, that actually you, cause, uh, you call us to forgiveness to mercy and to healing. And God, I just pray um, that you would be working in each of us as we consider um, consider what this means for us. There's not, there's not one of us that isn't touched uh, by pain and hurt caused by others or, or even caused by ourselves towards others. And so this, this forgiveness thing is so real. God, I just pray that you'd be speaking to each of us, encouraging each of us, God, even correcting maybe some of the wrongs of what we thought uh, forgiveness might have been and might have meant um, and turning towards what forgiveness really is. God, you, you offer freedom and you offer healing um, and we just wanna walk towards that this morning. We wanna walk towards uh, just the life that you offer, the fullness of life that you offer. Thank you for your forgiveness of us, Lord. Thank you for your mercy and compassion. And may we be a community that is marked by mercy and compassion also. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.